Hey strangers, in today's episode we're going to be talking to the charming Andre Evchenko who plays Grigori on Stranger Things Season 3. Can you believe it? I can't. Um, I wanted to thank him for his time. He is amazing. He's so fun. I think you're really going to enjoy this. We talk a lot about The Terminator for obvious reasons. That 1984 film is available for free right now with a lot of subscriptions or you can rent it for under four bucks. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it and I think you're going to find that uh, Andre and The Terminator, they're one and the same guys. Also, I wanted to make a slight episode note. We talked to a friend of ours who is the stunt coordinator and second unit director and also Andre and I mentioned him a lot and I refer to him as hero with an R and it is actually Hito with a D. So guys just just know that. That is information that I feel is important for you to know. Uh, Andre is amazing. He's so great on the show and he's so great on this podcast. I hope you guys enjoy it. As always stay strange. This interview was recorded via Skype. Andre sat down with us from his home in LA. So just keep that in mind when you're listening to the episode. Hey, Andre. Yep. Hey, this is How you doing, Ash? I'm good. How are you doing? I'm great. Thanks. I'm so excited that you're going to be on the podcast today. I was talking to, <laughs> I was talking to our friend Hero, and he was like, have you asked Andre? And I was like, no, why would he do our podcast? <laughs> and he was like, he'll totally do it. And so thank you so much for your time today. Oh, yeah. I mean, my pleasure. So it's really crazy. I'm a huge fan of Stranger Things, obviously. Um, I know a lot of the cast and crew, but, you know, your character was really interesting because from the minute Gregory appeared on screen, it was like, oh, yeah, this guy is it. He is like the perfect 1980s bad guy. How did you get cast to play Gregory in season three? Uh, well, it, it's a long story, but they make this story shorter. My manager called me uh, one day and she said, breakdown, but it's kind of like unusual one because it doesn't mention any uh, certain project, but it says, it's very vague, it says they are looking for Russian-speaking actors to be in the, in the TV show and movies for 2018. And that's pretty much was it. So she submitted me, and um, I believe like a week later, she got confirmation, and they sent the casting office sent two auditions. One audition was for interrogator, and uh, totally made up. Like there's uh, <laughs> those auditions wasn't to, to for anything. It just totally made up auditions. One was for interrogator, and another one was for uh, sort of like a scientist lab assistant guy. Uh, so I prepared both and I did it on tape. Uh, my manager sent it to the casting office. Probably was I was waiting for another two weeks until casting office called her and said we want to see it's a call it was a call back and we want to see him in in the office face to face with the casting director. They mentioned I didn't know what project and or or anything I'm going for. You know, like I didn't know what format I have to make this edition because he, as as you know the TV show has a one format and the movies has a completely different one. So so I just, um, for some reason, I thought it's kind of like I will do this audition as for the movies. So I did it. I went to the casting office. I did it with a casting director. And after that, I believe it was another week. And uh, my manager called me and she's like, well, guess what? They want you. And I'm like, 
That's really cool. And and what project is that? Until the last minute, they choose me. I didn't know what what is what is it? You know, like <laughs> is it TV? Is it, is it movie? What 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 the name of the project? So I'm like asking, like, what kind of project is that? And she's like, you won't believe. It's a Stranger Things. <laughs> And I, and I was like, uh, can you just repeat it again? And um, I, obviously I was excited, excited about that. The first word from casting, uh, I will do two episodes, which I, w- I would take even like one episode. It was like, you know, I just wanted to be on the show. And um, she said like two, maybe three episodes. And then and I, I was excited anyways. And then um, when Duffer saw me, they just got back to the drawing board and, and rewrote everything and put me in a seven out of eight. Yeah, you're amazing on the show. And you're such an integral part of season three. You were definitely a fan of the show before it started? Or were you just aware that it was a phenomenon in the States? No, I was actually watching Stranger Things from this from season one. I remember I, I I haven't heard much about show, but I remember I started to see on Sunset here in Hollywood. I started to see because Netflix owns the like a, a number of billboards. Yeah, and I, I saw this billboard, and every billboard like was like you know showing the Stranger Things, and and then I've heard like from a couple of people that the show is gonna be great, and I kind of like got curious about it, and then I I started to watch when it, the first season came out, and I got so hooked, I binged like the first season in two days. <laughs> Same. Now, you and I have a mutual friend who I mentioned before. He's the stunt coordinator and second unit director for Stranger Things, Hiro Koda. He is a legend. What was it like to learn fight choreography and work with him? Well, you know, I'm proud to call him my friend. We, uh, you know, bonded like probably from the first time I saw him and Ken, who's my stunt double for that season. It, it was amazing to work with him. He's so, he, he's, a, he's a perfectionist in, in, in what he does. So am I. Uh, I, you know, I, I never satisfied with my work. I always like think there is a, you know, place to improve and, and do something better. So he's the same way. And he's very detailed. It was it was amazing uh, work with him because he's not only designing all these stunts, all these fights, but he also to for for the actors to have more visual about what's gonna happen on the screen. In my particular, in my and David case, we had as I said, I had a Ken was my stunt double, and and Randy was a. Uh, stunt double for David and um, he he was putting this little video of the fights in between us and send us you know ahead of time that we could you know practice it a little bit maybe in front of the mirror and then we did a couple of rehearsals with me David and them uh, of those fights and you know like he, if he had some things to tell us or change anything there was it was done uh, right there at the rehearsals I think like everything what's been done by him in that season was I would say genius because it was so 
it was so precise, so smooth, and everything looks, you know, he directed he directed the second unit, so the, the, like the fight in uh, Court Mall, you know, in between me and David, he, he directed, we shoot it for a long time, and everything looks so perfect and so smooth that I couldn't, I couldn't wish uh, any better. Now, I know that you both had stunt people, you and David, but I've also heard that you were really dedicated and wanted to do a lot of your own stunts, which seems kind of unusual for a leading cast. What made you decide to take that route? Was it just more fun? I yeah I just I just for, for some I always like I've been physical all my life I was doing lots of sports and and I always excited when I booked a part I hope it will be like some sort of like physical challenges or stunts you know to do because it, it brings something it brings like high adrenaline in me you know and I'm I I, I love to do that stuff and I, it's it's also it's not just it's not just a simple physical thing but it's also creativity you know i'm also i always excited to look forward to see what's to learn some new stuff you know i'm also i'm always looking forward to different challenges was there any action scene that when you read it and you saw it you thought nope i'm not doing that or maybe that the directors thought you know stunt double should do that scene or were you allowed to just do whatever you felt like you could handle I, to be honest, I didn't have that that moment. But when we shoot the final scene, that big fight in between David and me, and I had to be thrown into that cannon. Obviously, Hita said, "No, like Ken, Ken will do it because." He, and it was like I was watching actually. I I wasn't there when Hita and Ken did it, but Hita filmed it on his phone and he showed me later. And what I saw, it's, you, you know, you have to have exceptional stunt experience to do that because uh, obviously Canon was CGI, but they built from different pipes, they built kind of the size of that Canon. And when, when David threw in me into that Canon, they had like uh, this, um, like a sort of like a propeller, that element that was like, uh, rolling around and when uh, at that moment when David thrown Ken into that propeller Ken duck at a certain time and he his head missed that propel- propeller by probably <laughs> like quarter of the inch it was like really close call so like for me yeah it would be maybe not impossible but almost impossible to do you know i i could be injured in that stunt so that's why he put ken there and ken did it yeah you have a really interesting background you were born in the ukraine and you knew that you wanted to be an actor so you started doing theater in high school one of the things i thought was really interesting was you earned your master's degree in kinesiology which as you know, is the study of human or non-human body movement. I'm just saying that so that the fans know. But what made you want to do that? Was it preparation for action acting? No, it was. I, I when in my early years, I was uh, really into bodybuilding. And um, even when I was a teenager, I, I competed a few times. And I just, I just wanted to become a personal trainer but we didn't have such a profession at that time in the Soviet Union. So we had just, in university, we had a program called Professional and Olympic Training, which you go there and you learn how to train athletes. And that's what it, what it was. 
but it, it's similar to kinesiology here in the United States. So I, I decided to go to, you know, to study that, but then, you know, life changed and turned around, and I, I went to the Army, and after the Army I came back. It was a completely different time, you know, you Soviet Union collapsed, and you have to you had to make a living somehow, doesn't matter what. So everything changed. It's funny that you talked about bodybuilding because you're often compared with, you know, the, the great Arnold Schwarzenegger in the 1980 film, The Terminator. You've even been given the Russian Terminator as a nickname by fans. Were you a fan of that film? What's that comparison like for you? Yes, I was when I was, we, we got this movie because, you know, in the Soviet Union, we like all Americans movie were banned. Like not, we didn't have American movies. And later in, probably after, you know, Gorbachev announced Perestroika, they started to bring for the Moscow Film, Film Festival, they started to bring some uh, American movies. And it was kind of like uh, in two weeks, only two weeks in the theaters in Soviet Union, they show like a package of, let's say, two movies together. So you were buying the ticket and you were going to the movie theater and you like sitting there for like three or maybe four hours watching those two, two movies. And later on, we started to have these uh, VCR, you know, the players, like, you know, we, like some guys, we couldn't get, like you couldn't buy or rent the, the video cassettes anywhere, but some guys were getting them somewhere through the friends, through the friends of the <laughs> friends. And so uh, we were, at that time, we, were, we didn't have this video, you know, video players. And, and again, like a few, only a few guys I knew, couple of them actually, they had those huge, massive, those video players, you know, where the cassette loaded on the top and then it goes down. We, I remember we like 10, 15 guys, we go, we, we were going to those guys, you know, to their apartments and we sit around there and we watch the movie, you know. So that's how I discovered Terminator. And I watched that Terminator and then later on I watched it again and again. I really, really loved that movie. So, uh, I, I, and I really want to be at that time, you know, I like, you know, like the teenagers, kids, they want to be, they want to choose some, somebody or, or the, the character of the movie or the comic book character or something, you know, to be kind of like icon or, or somebody they want to relate to and be lookalike, you know? So that was for me, that was a Terminator. So I've seen a lot of fans do fan art where they kind of do you as the Terminator where like half the face is metal. It must be really cool for you. Yeah, I like those fan arts, you know, like if people put real, really like uh, a lot of creativity in them. So yeah, you know, when I see like, you know, not just like some people just take the picture from Stranger Things and they do like just you know, some colors around and that's it. It's, I mean, it's, it's okay, but I like to repost some fan arts that like you, you can see people put creativity into it and they really work and they created something that, you know, uh, it wasn't in the Stranger Things, but they just made like, you know, my image in that and they put something different and, you know, maybe play around that. That's, I really like that. 
you know, when I saw Grigori on screen for the first time, it was just like, yeah, like he's perfect. His hair, his look, like he's amazing. And I was interviewing Kat, who does the hair <laughs> for Stranger Things. And she was like, you know, finding the right look for him with his hair was actually a process. We tried and, you know, we did a lot of different looks, which I was stunned by because I thought, no, he's perfect. Like everything about him is perfect. And she's like, but that took time you know, to make, what were some of the different looks that you went through? Well, you know, like the first, very first episode, I flew in and then, uh, you know, next day I went to set and cats got these, you know, tasks from uh, doppers that they have to create the same kind of hairstyle the Terminator had. But my hair, <laughs> my hair is very soft. Schwarzenegger hair is like hard. So it's easy it's easy for him to create that style. But my hair is very soft and it took literally because prior to that they told me don't cut your hair at all. So I was I wasn't about like two months not cutting my hair. It was a mess. So when I came there and, uh, you know, uh, Dapper said, okay, you, you, this guy has to look, his haircut has to look like a Schwarzenegger haircut in Terminator. So Kat was with, like very careful because you don't want to cut too much because then you cannot fix it. So she was trying to, you know, like just uh, a little, cut a little and create it, you know, and, and it was like the first was too high. So they took the picture, they sent to Duffers because Duffers won't set filming. Then they get reply from Duffers. No, like, let's it's it's not that perfect. Let's do like a little bit lower, but a little bit straight. You know, it, it was, uh, I'm telling you, it was a few hours, two to three hours, me sitting in the chair and, you know, Kat was cutting a little bit, sending to Duffers. Duffers replying, you know, whatever they want it to look like. Then Kat is cutting again, sending Duffers for approval. So it was like, you know, uh, back and forth for, as I said, two, three hours. But finally, they got satisfied. But it's still, this haircut got perfected with the time because, the, you know, for the second, for the second episode, for the third, for the fourth, it, Cat started to get better and better and better at that. So it was, you know, work in progress basically for all season, I would say. But but oh, that's interesting. But she nailed it at like the last episode, it was like a piece of cake. Yeah, when she told me, I thought that's interesting because your look seems so simple, but she was like, no, no, it took a long time to get to that perfection. Yeah. So you had some major action scenes, but there's one near the end with Winona Ryder that is just crazy. You like pick her up like she's a bag of potato chips. Was that Winona or was that a stunt double? No, no, no. It's like the, the girl I thrown into that table was a stunt double, obviously. Yeah. Winona is very fragile. I wasn't even afraid when, when, when she's <laughs> running after the gun and I have to grab her. I, I was like afraid. I was so careful to grab her like lower around the neck because I was afraid if I just, you know, touch her neck, it's, I, I mean, I'm going to hurt her. So it was, you know, that part was the hardest one because David is my size, you know, he's a big guy. So it was sort of easy, you know, for him and for me kind of. But with Vinona, yeah, it was a different story. But I, the girl flying into the table, it was a stunt double. And she did it, I, I mean, she did it so perfectly. 
she hit the table so hard. I thought I thought she's gonna injure herself, but <laughs> she's a pro. Did you have a chance to really talk to Winona? What was it like working with her? We exchanged a few words because we did uh, a few scenes. The scene in the basement, and then uh, that uh, uh, you know, uh, in the court mall fight with David. We exchanged a few words, talk a little bit. She's she's a good person. She's. I mean, obviously, she's an icon. She's a big, big name in this industry. But she's she's pretty simple, you know. It's, like, easy to talk down to her. Were you bummed that, you know, you had all these amazing fight scenes, but you didn't get a scene where you had to be, like, thrashed around by 11 and maybe do some wire work? Were you were you like, oh, man? I would, I would as I said, I, I, love, I love challenges. So I, I would love to do that, you know, especially get wired and... Yeah, do that some crazy stuff where like Millie would throw me around. Yeah, it would be fun, but um, you know, duffers do a different way. So they they seem to know what they're doing. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely, they always do. Did you have a favorite set to film on? Oh, you know, like on the on the show. If you ask me, maybe about other shows, I I would tell you. But this show, it's like every day on set is a favorite one because duffers. As I said, I'm perfectionist. So, so are duffers. So is Hita. You know what I mean? And, and it's like you come on set. And I know, as I said, I always question myself. And I'm always like, after each take, I'm like, hey, maybe maybe I can do it like a slightly different way and I can do it better, you know. And duffers are always the same way. Always. With anything. Even, even when they w- work first unit and Hita does second unit. And I'm in second unit with doing some fights and doing some different things. They, Hita always sent the, the material he filmed to duffers or called duffers and they come in over and they, and they watch it and they say, okay, we're going to change this and this and that. And that's what I like because we had a lot of conversation with Hita about it. And I said, you know what? We're going to do the fights and you can do this fights millions of times. And I will be willing to repeat it millions of times because I wanna those scenes to look perfect. Like every every day on set is the is the favorite. I had a question about one of your stunts. There's a stunt where you're on the Gravitron and you're with Mayor Klein uh, or Carrie Ells and you're holding him down and it starts to spin. And my sister and I, who co-host the show with me, we were like, you know, if you've ever been on a Gravitron, it just like slams your body. You can't, you cannot move. How did they film that stunt? Well, if you notice, we were in the middle of the Gravitron. So we weren't actually on the part that's swinging around. We were standing inside where the control operator sitting and, you know, turning it on, turning it off and watching the people, you know, this like a little like a booth uh, of uh, control operator in the middle. So the middle part is actually stays. But the part around it is going it's going around. So we were in that middle part, but we could when they turn the gravitron on, you definitely can hear the wind, you know, that going around from from gravitron spinning. How often do you get recognized by fans? People stop me sometimes on the street and ask like for the pictures. Or, you know, like before COVID, I was going to this gym and and like people like recognizing me there and coming, you know. But they were they were cool, you know. They not like 
screaming. They just come like quietly to me and they're like, Hey, are you, are you Gregory from Stranger Things? And I'm like, yeah. They're like, Oh man, it was a great job. That was awesome. You did like a great, you know, character uh, portray and we love it so much. And, and then they like, they, they say that and I say, thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. And they just like, you know, go back to their workout. So, which is, which is great, you know, that I can work out. Also, you know, and it's not like, you know, all the people around started to come and ask you for the picture and stuff like that. So it's, it's good. Yeah. Some some people in the street did it. Some people in different, like some stores I go, like Home Depot, you know, and the people like, you know. <laughs> now, I know that you've done Rhode Island's Comic Con and I know tons of fans want to meet you. When the virus is over, do you think that that's something that you might want to do again is go to some more Comic Con? Absolutely. Yes. Of course, I, I would like to. I have, I have like so many messages from people from South America, from like especially Brazil. It's probably Brazil is like the biggest fans of Stranger Things, like all country. You know, I have so many messages that people inviting me come to Brazil, and I know like Brazil has one of the biggest Comic Con. Uh, so yeah, I, absolutely, I would like to go to different Comic Cons and see, and probably yeah, when when all these restrictions lifted up, you know, I will be able to do that. Yeah, I remember when that Rhode Island Comic Con came around. Our podcast is based out of Atlanta, Georgia, where you guys film. And, you know, all of our friends were like, should we go to Rhode Island? Should we <laughs> should we take a trip? Because you hadn't done many cons. But ultimately, we could not afford the tickets. But it was, it was a great one. It was a great experience. You know, like, Friday was kind of mellow. And then Saturday, Sunday was just, like, pucked. So it was yeah. it was fun meeting different people and talking to the people and see how people you know react on your character mostly not on you as a person but on your character because I had I had some family they were standing like maybe like three feet out of the table with a little like they have a little girl the daughter and they were standing and, and mom and dad like was pushing her and, and they like yeah go 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 come come and say hi and she was like so scared uh, and then she's like no 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 I'm not gonna go I'm not a little girl and 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 the, the mom said to me like she's so afraid of your character <laughs> she doesn't she thinks you are him you know yeah have you seen anybody at the cons cosplay as Gregory yet? Yeah, I think I saw. Yeah, one one guy came to me. He was dressed like Gregory, and 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 then I saw another guy also dressed like Gregory in the crowd. Like he he just was walking around. He didn't come over. But yeah. That's really fun at the at Dragon Con, Atlanta's big con, the Stranger Things fans, and I'm sure this is at other cons, they'll all meet up. And so you'll get to see like the whole cast of the show, but like in cosplay, and it's really fun. <laughs> well, I'm pretty sure, yeah. Actually, like, you know, Amy, who's uh, uh, a costume designer for Stranger Things? Yeah, so, Amy Paris. So she posting, she, she's going around, she posting a lot of you know, pictures uh, from different cons, like you're talking about Dragon Con in Atlanta, and she goes different part of the, you know, United States, and he she's taking the picture and posting them. It's pretty, yeah, it's interesting to see how people really intake, you know? So how fun is it for you? I don't even know if you're aware of this, but you're a character in the Stranger Things yeah. video game. Yeah, <laughs> It's interesting, you know, I, I kind of like, I've heard about it, like, before the premiere, I've heard about, like, they, you know, they're going to do video game, and I, I was kind of like, I, I didn't uh, really 
kept my hope about that, uh, you know, I will be in that video game. But when the trailer came around, I'm like, I, I watched it and I saw myself and I was like, oh, it's interesting, you know. It's also nice to be to be recognized, you know, somewhere, you know, like it's, the obvious Stranger Things is very, it became very like iconic, classic TV show, you know, like uh, now they're doing, let's say, video game, they did video game and it's, I, they don't have to put me in, but they did and it's, uh, you know, it's always uh, interesting when they do that. I think you're a hard character to beat because there's a lot of threads that are like, how do I beat Gregory in the Stranger Things video game? Yeah, I don't even know because I'm, uh, to be honest, I'm not a gamer. I, I try to play because uh, uh, years ago, my friend, he's a big gamer and he's like, tried to convince me just to try. And we played, uh, it's like, you know, played. I tried to play Call of Duty and I, I just couldn't, like, I couldn't manage because, like, the, my, my, the soldiers I was with, I, the, all these buttons and all these, you know, you have to move this button and that button and, and it, 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 just like he was walking different directions and shooting everywhere. It's like, I'm like, no, nah, I'm not a gamer at all. So... <laughs> so I don't I don't even know like what what uh, what my character in in Stranger Things video game does. Well, I'll tell you our my our mascot of the show is my seven year old Kilby, and she plays the game. So I'll have to check in with her. Okay. Uh, now, when that season four trailer dropped and it showed that Hopper was alive and in Russia, I'm so curious. What what did you think? I, I think they they did pretty good with that trailer. I I, I think. Well, again, you know, it, it comes down to how doppers are very perfectionist with what they do. And I, I think that cliffhanger at the, at, the season, at the end of the season three was, was, was a genius idea because, you know, you, you don't like the end, the end of the uh, season is, okay, I got killed. Okay. You know, David disappears somewhere, you know, all these guys and girls are leaving the town, going somewhere else. And, and you think that's it. And you think that the, the, the season is over. So we're going to wait for that. And you don't know anything. And suddenly at the end, they show this Russian prison and Russian guy, they dragging him somewhere. And then, then you see this uh, monster coming out to eat him. You know what I mean? And it's like, again, they didn't, they, they show that Russian prison, but, you know, and, and, and the word like, oh, you know, don't touch American, you know, get somebody else. So that, I think that that cliffhanger was genius, and then again they show they show the second they, they show the uh, trailer for the fourth season, and it was that that was the reveal, right? For well, I guess people, and I'm pretty sure knowing Duffers, people have to expect lots lots of more and lots of more surprises for the season four. Yeah, I'm so excited. Um, now, we have a part where we like to let fans submit questions. Sure. I'm going to go ahead and ask you some of their questions. Hello, Miss Heather wants to know, I kind of, you kind of answered this, but what was your reaction when you booked the show? You were just super excited? Oh, yeah, I was I was really super excited. Even like, again, I, like, I've been told it's only two episodes, and they, they didn't even have... Like, I wasn't Gregory at the time. They called me The Muscle. That was the name. <laughs> 
And uh, but I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm like for this show. I'm, I'm even if even they offer me one episode, I will go and do it. I was extremely excited. Yes. That says a lot about you as an actor and as a character, but that's pretty cool. Yeah, because Duffers, you know, like, again, they told me after the casting office, because casting office reviewing, especially this casting call went not only nationwide, it went international. They look in Canada, they look in Europe, across the Europe. And, you know, the casting director went through like thousands of those tapes. When it came down to Duffers, they looked through about 300 of them. And that's what Duffers told me. And, and they said, when we saw you, we, we were like, this is the guy. But then, but then they, they met me, you know, and it was, it was like different story, you know? So the, I, I believe also in the, in some sort of, uh, you, you see, you see, you see audition on tape, obviously you see the person and, he did good audition or he didn't do good audition. But when you meet the person and see how the person is, how the actor is, you obviously, some new ideas come up, you know, and, and you, you know, fortunately in this case, doctors are creators and they have the ability to rewrite it. You know what I mean? Because they write it on the go. It's not like all... Uh, eight episodes was already written. They they wrote only like two episodes, and then they you know keep writing as they as they film it. So uh, fortunately for me, they had that uh, you know ability and and they had the time and resources to say, hey, we we should put this guy in more episodes and maybe like you know make the story even more action probably you know because again there was a big nostalgia about 80s movies like die hard and indiana jones and terminator so it's it's all action genre so i was fortunate with that malevin holmesbury says do you get any hate for the character you played because you killed alexi <laughs> yeah i did i did before you know when when the season came out yeah, like there's, you know, boys and girls was writing and like, why you kill Alexi? You know, what did you do to Hopper and stuff like that? And it's okay, you know. It's like now, now it's like it's all. I, I mean, there is a there is a bunch of fans who who kind of like, uh, you know, uh, trying to talk sense in the in the kids who are trying to say, hey. Why you kill Alexi, you bad guy? And then it's like other fans, they say, no, no, calm down. He's an actor. He just did his job, you know, like he's he, in real life, he's a different person. And that kind of like, you know, uh, uh, a kind of argument like was going, was going on for a while. But now it's like come down and like once in a blue moon, somebody write this. But it's, it's, it's okay because I understand, you know, they not they not applying it to to me personally. They applying it to the character because they don't know me personally. You know what I mean? And especially as a kid, you you see the, the character on the screen and you think you all your emotions you apply to that character. So when they communicate with me, they communicate with Grigori, not with Andrei Chemp. 
So it's all it's all totally cool with me. You did such a good job. They're just so mad at you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, we talked about a little bit earlier that you definitely are a fan of the Terminator. Gil W. wants to know, what else did you do to prepare for the role? You know, as I, I answered that, that question many times before, I didn't basically do anything. I knew that movie from back and forth. I watched it so many times. You, you could wake me up in the middle of the night and I can tell you how this how Terminator character would behave, you know what I mean? The, the only thing, the only thing I wanted to bring that iconic character, because again, as I said, it was a big nostalgia for 80s movies. And I wanted to portray that character as close as I could. But at the same time, because Grigori is not a machine, he's a human being. So I wanted at the same time portraying the Terminator-ish character bring some human feelings into this character as well. Jeff Parker wants to know, what sports did you play when you were younger? What sports I didn't play. I played like every sport, literally. When I was a kid in the, in the Soviet Union, we had like the all sports were free. So you just go to the section and you, you just go to that, you know, the, the sports school and you just sign up and you go and do. I did everything. I did soccer. I did swimming. I did boxing. I did boat row. I did uh, track and field, uh, fencing, I like anything, anything I could get my hands on, I did. You've worked on some amazing projects. I actually just started Jane the Virgin, so I'm excited to know that you're in that. <laughs> Is there is there a show or some kind of genre that you haven't worked on that you'd like to? You know, this COVID kind of like gave me a time to catch on the the shows I wanted to watch, and um, I really I really love I would love to be on the shows. I I, I don't know if it's that, that like massively popular, but I, I I love I love good stories. I like I like action, but I also like good stories, good dialogue. I love shows like Bosch, uh, Vikings. I, I would love to be on this show, especially Vikings. Like it's it sucks they cancel it because it's a great show and and they had like so many different accents. I, and and I love this period pieces as well, historical. So. I'm sad that they canceled it. I just finished watching season one of Vikings, so I didn't know yeah, they, <laughs> it was canceled. Yeah, they did like six seasons and uh, that's it. Done. I think I think six seasons coming out soon and that's it. That's the last one. Oh, well, that's cool. I've got five seasons to look forward to. Yeah. So we have a lot of listeners to our show that are like a variety of ages, but... For our teen listeners who are trying to figure out what they want to do with their lives, if any of them want to get into acting, what are some steps that you would recommend? Obviously, study. You have to find a good teacher, good classes, or maybe like acting school and go and study this craft because that's the most important and probably the most difficult thing. Uh, it, It takes time, but, you know... Some people feel weird at the beginning, but then they adopt and, you know, you have to practice all the time. You get better and better and better and better. Um, after you kind of feel you're ready uh, or when the teacher will tell you 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 kind of like ready to perform, then obviously the second part is to get representation, which is probably the hardest one in this business. 
And um, I would say when when I started, you know, I just wanted to get any representation that could submit me and could get me out there. And uh, obviously, like you don't have any credits at the beginning, so you know, you will be happy to get any representation that could put your face out there for the casting directors and you can go to audition once you start booking the things, different episodes, different movies, you know, you started to gain your credits and you, you then you can go and, you know, choose the better representation, you know, the, the better manager, the better uh, uh, talent agent, but um, it's, it's a process. It takes it takes years, you know. It is. I mean, some some people probably like more talented than the others, but I believe in hard work. And if you work hard, you will achieve whatever you want to achieve. So don't let. If you see, uh, I've been in a class with people who like extremely talented, you know, and they they they, they get this easier than the rest of the people, but I also saw and, and myself work so hard that people even with, you know, maybe the less talent as those, than those individuals, they still achieving, you know, what, what they aim to achieve in this business. What's the best compliment that you've received uh, on being a cast member on Stranger Things? I, I think I think the, the best compliment for me, it's not, it's not just like somebody... Uh, some some individual or crew member or 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 uh, director said, "Oh, you know, you you did that good, or you 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 were great in that scene." But but the uh, my ability to um, portray this character as close to Terminator, because again, it was a very dapper set up on on the nostalgia from the 80s, all these, uh, you know, great movies as Indiana Jones and Die Hard and Terminator. And um, the, the biggest probably compliment that I portrayed that character as close as they wanted. And, you know, they were in the producers and directors and um, the word I got from, you know, cast members and crew uh, that they really like it. And, and there wasn't anything that, you know, uh, on the on the dapper side, for example, or uh, Sean Levy, you know, that you can add this or you can do better, you know, than you did. They, everybody got satisfied with what I did on set. And that's the biggest compliment. Do you have any upcoming projects that you can talk about that you want the fans to know about? Well, I did uh, right right before COVID hit. I finished an episode on Lucifer, and uh, first part the Netflix already released, and I'm in a, and I'm in episode ten, and they only released eight episodes, I believe, and uh, probably the end of the year, beginning this year or beginning of the 2021, they will release second part. So that project was like very lucky. Seriously, I finished right before the COVID restriction got applied. And um, I'm also in the Call of Duty, Cold War. uh, I, I cannot talk about it, but I just can mention 
I mean, a Call of Duty, Cold War, which is a video game, which is coming in November, sometime in November. I love that. I love that you're in the video game that you tried to play and you were like, nah, this isn't for me. And I'm again, I'm, I'm a bad guy again. If someone wants to follow you on social media, how can they do that? I guess everybody goes for Instagram. So my, my Instagram handler is at uh, the Andrei Ivchenko. Cool. Well, Andre, I can't even believe that you're doing this podcast. I'm so thrilled to talk to you. Uh, you were phenomenal in season three, and I'm actually kind of sad that Grigori died because I loved watching your character so much. So am I, you know, but that's what it is. Thank you so much for being on the show today and for talking with me. I don't have anything else. Thank you, Ash. Thank you for inviting me. And uh, for everybody out there, stay strange. Thanks for listening to the Upside Down Podcast hosted by Sisters Ash and Tori. For more information, visit our website at theupsidedownpod.com. You can also contact us at theupsidedownpod at gmail.com as well as follow us on our Facebook and Instagram under the Upside Down Podcast. Episodes are released every other Monday, so be sure to subscribe. If you love the podcast, be sure to review us on whatever you listen to us on. Thanks again. Stay strange.